absolutely love the movie Elf. Absolutely love it. And, and so when I saw this movie, I immediately fell in love. And my family watches this movie at least a couple times every Christmas season. And year round, we quote various parts of this movie because it is just super quotable. I can remember the year after I watched this movie in the theaters, my grandparents took me to Best Buy because I told them for Christmas I wanted some Christmas movies. I wanted to just increase my Christmas movie collection. And so they took me to Best Buy and um, I pointed out some classic Christmas movies I wanted, you know, like Frosty the Snowman and A Christmas Story. Uh, But one of the first ones that I pointed to was the movie Elf because it's awesome. And so here we are, 19 years later, and the movie Elf has captivated America. There is something about the movie Elf that we just love. And I think that you could say it's because it goes back to the classic Christmas movies and has a connection to the claymation Christmas movies. Uh, you could say that it is because it has incredible comedic timing and it just does a great job with the comedy aspect of things. But I think there is one reason above all that the movie Elf connects with us so deeply. And I think that it's something that we may have never even thought about before, because I think the movie Elf connects our souls to a part of us that we were always created to live. Let me explain just a little bit. In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus is walking with his disciples, and his disciples are having this argument. Jesus is walking, and the disciples are are standing back, and they're kind of bickering with each other, and they're They're beginning to to bicker about who's going to be the greatest. And and so the disciples come to Jesus and they say, hey, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Because at the end of the day, the disciples think, man, Jesus is setting up this earthly kingdom. It is going to be a kingdom on earth and it's going to be called not the kingdom of Rome, not the kingdom of America. It's going to be called the kingdom of heaven. And what the disciples were worried about, what they wanted to make sure of, is that they were going to be great in this kingdom. And so they came to Jesus and they were like, hey, who's the greatest in your kingdom? Who's going to be the greatest? Just let us know up front which one of us is going to be the greatest. And they asked this question of Jesus often. It was a a deep concern of theirs that they were considered great in the kingdom of heaven. And and if we're honest, we can get like that, especially this time of year. Uh, You know, we get wrapped up in the Christmas season. We get excited for getting gifts, and we get excited for for everything Christmas. Um, But sometimes it turns into we want a gift because we deserve that gift. Sometimes it turns into... This is, a, this is a gift, and mom, dad, hey, you know, I'm great. I deserve this gift. And, and sometimes it can happen, and I've, I've, I've been there, and I am there, and, and guys, it, it can happen that we get super concerned with our own greatness. And this happens year-round. We worry about how great we look to other people. We worry about making ourselves look good. 
We do certain things to impress the people around us. We don't do other things to impress the people around us. And so the disciples come to Jesus and they ask this question, who's the greatest? But, but here's the deal, and here's what Jesus explains so incredibly, that we were never created to be consumed with our own greatness. You see, if we're not careful, that's exactly what it can, can, can turn into. It can turn into us being completely consumed with our own greatness. And we are worried about how well we look to everyone else. And Jesus explains to the disciples that we were never created to be consumed with our own greatness. We were created to be consumed with something that is higher and deeper and more powerful than anything that is us. And so Jesus explains this in this absolutely incredible way that really connects to our souls. He says this, in answer to the disciples, he says, the disciples were saying, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them. And he said, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And and I love the way that Jesus explains this because he does such an awesome job just taking something that is normal, everyday stuff and just blowing the disciples' minds with what it means. And so he pulls in this child, someone that is often overlooked, and he says, listen, you want to be great in my kingdom? You want to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? You become childlike. You become like a child. And so the big question is, how do you do that? How do you become childlike? How do you become like a child? And, and, and a lot of people have debated what Jesus meant by this. And, and some people uh, have said, listen, children will believe anything. Like they don't question it. They don't doubt it. They, they just believe it. And, and we need to have that belief in God. And I think to, to some extent, there is, there is some truth there. But I think it goes much further than that. You see, because if you've been around children very often, you will know that, yes, children will stick to their guns. They will stick to their beliefs. But they will also question everything about those beliefs. They will question everything about everything. You ever gotten to a why match with a child? My kids have kind of outgrown this, but they get, they get into this, well, why, why that, Dad? Well, because this. Well, why this? Well, because this. Well, why that? And and so they stick to their beliefs, but there is this idea that questioning and finding answers and growing and learning and becoming bigger than what they are currently is a great thing. And so I think one of the things that Jesus is pointing out is that children believe, but they also question everything in an effort to learn and grow and become better. I think Jesus is also saying this. How do you become like a child? Children are fearless. Children are fearless. They will try anything. They're not worried about what they look like to other people. They're not worried about 
who they, who they are or how the world perceives them. They will just try anything. We have a six-year-old daughter uh, named Luna. And if you have seen my daughter around, some of you have, some of you haven't, she's just fearless. Like, she, she's just like, she'll walk up to people, has no idea who they are. Hi, what's your name? And they're like, I'm, you know, whoever their name is. And they're like, what's your name? Luna Marie Hattie Mustin. And there's just this fearlessness about them. Children will try anything. They are bold and they are fearless. And they're, they're not afraid of what they look like to other people. The third thing, the third thing that I think Jesus is talking about when he uh, talks about children is this. They enjoy life. They enjoy life. They're not consumed by how they look. They're not consumed by appearing great to other people. They just do what they enjoy, and they enjoy life. And and Jesus says this. Jesus says, if you want to be great in my kingdom, be like a child. You want to be great in my kingdom, believe in me. But don't be afraid to question me. Because when you question me, we can go deeper. We can grow bigger together. We, we, can, we can increase your belief in me. Believe in me, but question me. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to doubt. Don't be afraid to dig in and expand your knowledge of who I am. Let's grow in a relationship together. Let's get closer. Jesus says, you, you want to be great in my kingdom? You go out and you be fearless for me. Be absolutely fearless. Don't be afraid to talk to new people. Don't be afraid to make people feel welcome. Don't be afraid to make people feel loved. Don't be afraid to step out in my name and serve other people. You want to be great in my kingdom? Enjoy life. Live this life that you were created to live to the best of your ability. And just enjoy it. And see, what happens is, so often, we get so consumed with our own greatness. We get so consumed with how we look to the person next to us that we miss this life that we were always created to live. We miss this life of fearlessness and enjoyment. We miss this life of belief and, and being able to honestly ask questions. And, and we're so concerned with our own greatness and how we look that we miss the life we were created to live. But here's the deal. There is a longing deep inside each of us to live the life we were always created to live. There is this longing inside of us that wants to be Childlike. There is this longing inside of us that doesn't want to care what other people think about us. We want to go and we want to live the life that God created us to live. And this is why I think the movie Elf has captured America. Because in the movie Elf, people see a life that they want, but they're so consumed with their own greatness, they're afraid to take a hold of it. You think about the movie Elf. You think about Buddy the Elf. He sticks to his beliefs, but he still questions everything. 
He recites and lives by the code of the elves. He sticks to the four main food groups. He believes and wears his elf costume because he is an elf from the North Pole and he knows Santa. But he also questions everything and he's got to figure out how his life as an elf is going to work in his life in New York. And you guys, that's where we stand. We were created to live a life in a relationship with Jesus Christ that is everything that he created us to believe to be. We are, we are called to believe in him and to have a relationship with him. But we're also called to question how that life fits into a life here on earth. And figure out how to best live this life when we're created to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ and we stick to our beliefs, but we still aren't afraid to question everything and how we live in a relationship with Jesus while we're here on this earth. Buddy the elf, he was fearless. I mean, a raccoon tries to attack him and he's like, somebody needs a hug. And, and, and he travels through New York. He travels uh, through the seven layers of the candy cane forest. He walks through the Lincoln Tunnel. He is, he is not afraid to go out and do big things to meet his dad. And, and listen, guys, we were called to live fearlessly. And we are so trapped in, in being consumed with who we are that we miss living this life of fearlessness. And and we look up to people that, man, they just aren't afraid to be who they were created to be, to go out and be themselves because there is a piece of us that knows we were created to be that person. And and you, you think about Buddy the Elf, he just enjoys life, whether it is spinning around a revolving door until you throw up, or it's eating bubble gum that's been chewed off of a railing, or uh, it's knowing Santa Claus and decorating so that Santa has the best possible entrance into Gimbel's store that he can possibly have. He just enjoys life. And guys, isn't that really what we want? I mean, you look deep into your own heart and deep into your own mind. We desire to live childlike lives. We desire to live lives that are like, yeah, dude, this is the life I was made for. Like, all right, say what you want about me. I'm living my best life. It's awesome. We desire to live lives where we step out and do things and we're like, dude, I'm not afraid to do it. I'm not afraid to be who I was created to be. We desire to live this life where it is a life that is full of enjoyment and, and encouragement, and we just love life. And we see Buddy the Elf living a childlike life. And I think the reason that America and the world has fallen in love with the movie Elf goes back to what Jesus says in the book of Matthew. You want to be great? Become like a child. You want to be great? 
Stick to your beliefs, but question everything so that you live the best life according to your beliefs here on this earth. You want to be great? You go out, you be fearless. You want to be great? Enjoy your life. Don't be consumed with your own greatness, with how you look to other people, with how you look to the outside world, with how you look to your peers. Go and live the life you were created to live and become childlike. The big question is, how do we practically do that? Because I could, I could sit here and I could end it right now and I could say, so go do that. Be fearless and enjoy life and step out and stick to your beliefs, but question it so that you live the best life here. But, but the, how, how do we really get practical and really dig into how do we live this life? And, and here's, here's the deal. It's just like anything else that we talk about here at Worship Uncoiled and anything where you try to change the way that you live. It's not about walking out of those doors or waking up tomorrow and saying, I'm going to be different. Guys, 99.9% of the time, that doesn't work. Because what happens is we wake up tomorrow and we say, I'm going to be all the way over here. I'm going to be completely different. I'm going to live my life sticking to my beliefs. I'm going to be fearless. I'm going to enjoy life. But that's a giant leap from where we are right now. And so just like anything in life where we try to make a change, what Jesus wants is for us to take a step in that direction. And he explains this to the disciples. He said, how do you do this? Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so I'm going to invite you guys this week, and as you lead into Christmas, to take a step toward living a childlike life. And this, this is a little bit of a tougher challenge than, than I've given in the past. Here's, here's my challenge. If you, if you decide tonight, man, I, I really want to work on this, I want to encourage you to, to take a step and work on your humility. Children, man, they're, they're fearless and they stick to their beliefs, but they're pretty humble. They don't think about themselves a whole lot. And I think that's where we need to begin the work. And I think that's what Jesus says is, is you begin by working on humbling yourself. And so I think the best way that we can humble ourselves, the best way that we can begin to work on this, to live childlike is this. This week, I want you to go and do something for someone that is completely out of character. Something that the other person is going to look at you and they're going to say, what is going on? Maybe for you, that's, that's stepping out and saying, all right, uh, I am going to clean my little brother's room. I know, I heard some of the, oh. And your little brother is going to walk in in the midst of you cleaning his room and he is going to be totally blown away. But, but you are going to be 
humbling yourself. Maybe for you, that's saying, all right, I'm, I'm a senior and I'm a senior on the team. And I know that every, every practice I say, all right, freshmen, go pick up the balls. So I'm going to start now and in practice, I'm just going to join the freshmen and pick up the balls. Maybe for you, it's when you're done with dinner, you just get up, you don't say a word, and you start doing the dishes for your parents. Something that is completely out of character, where you really have to say, okay, like this is a humbling thing, but I, I don't really care what anybody else thinks. I'm just going to take a step. And I'm going to humble myself. And I'm going to work on being a little bit more childlike. Children will do anything. They're fearless. And they stick to their beliefs. And they enjoy life. So I want to encourage you guys this week to just take a step. And I'm going to do this with you. I'm going to work on it as well. Taking a step in humility to, to create in my own life a heart that is more childlike. A heart that is not consumed with my own greatness. A heart that is not consumed with who I am and how I appear to others. But a heart that is simply consumed with who God wants me to be where I stick to my beliefs, I live fearlessly, and I just enjoy life. And so I encourage you to join me in that. Let me pray. God, thank you so much for tonight.